0: Okay, we fixed our technical difficulties. Welcome to Nothing to Say, the fans podcast, episode 26. We hope you all have had a fantastic week. It's and great to be back. Just in case you guys are coming from our Twitter page, oh, at yeah, Nothing to right. Say 916 well, a Nice Welcome little plug in. right there. Welcome in. We're, I mean... Yeah, we're on Twitter now. <laughs> we're on Twitter now. So I don't know if... I mean, we accomplished something, I guess.
1: Is that a milestone? Make, I don't know. I'm going to make those uh, those dank dank memes.
0: <laughs> we also have a logo now, too.
1: Oh, it's saucy. Guys, please, please hit up my... get all up in my DMs and tell me how good that logo is. Please.
0: It's not two shabs.
1: Again, at nothing to say, six.
0: It makes us look a little more professional. I don't think we've ever come across as this even semi-professional show, but it gives us some credibility, I guess I don't it's better than that I... picture the picture of the two of us which is what we've been flying with it's a good picture it is I gotta give you props Jason though yeah that
1: that picture that your mom posted it was your birthday it was it like a birthday post right yeah I don't, I don't remember what that picture was of but that was easily the best picture you've ever taken
0: oh for sure and that was we had a. the reason why i took that picture was because we were doing um trainer posts on fitness md like get to know the trainers of our gym oh okay so that was at fitness md and yeah i just ended up taking that picture i don't remember why they got me to laugh but i had laughed a little bit which is the only way to no, get you to looked, smile.
1: you looked really natural in that picture yeah because, and, which was the first
0: yeah, for sure. I for anybody who doesn't know, I am horrendous at taking <laughs> pictures. I, it's it's bad. I I can't. I just I just can't do it. The only way to get me to take a good picture is if, is if you get me to laugh. Like that's it. That's the only way. Um, and for someone I, that is so
1: strong at public speaking, you take an awful picture.
0: I yeah no. I just I can't. Yeah, that public side of me is just I. I don't know. It's bad. It's really bad. And speaking of public speaking, we'll get to that. Um, we had a really good. Se- so we had tried to record this episode like 10 minutes ago, and often it normally takes us one or two tries. So true to nature true to form. <laughs> true to form, this is our second go-round. I actually really enjoyed that public speaking uh, conversation that we got to. We can either do it now, Sam, or we can push it to the end of the show. Um, what do you think? Uh,
1: I think we should push it to, to the end of the show because I think the way this is going to work is I'm going to tweet about this, and hopefully we get new people to come in. So we, I kind of want to get them um, – Ingratiated with our sports side before we just throw in a little. Well, we can't just personality.
0: We can't just roll past the word you just used. That's not a in- normal word to use in, in the English language. Ingratiate. Ingratiate. Yeah, look it up. That no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's <laughs> correct. Did you use it correctly? Ingratiate. I can't spell it. Bring oneself into favor with something by flattering or trying to please them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's pretty good.
1: The That's pops, not
0: bad. Well, round of applause for ingratiate. <laughs> That's going to be the title of the show. <laughs> All right, let's go
1: hit it. Let's hit it. We got a big big weekend in the NFL. Okay.
0: About. Um hey, you know what? Oh, okay. You know what? Um I always I always read the scores. Do you want to do it this week?
1: Yeah, I got you. I got
0: Alright, cool. Let's switch it up.
1: Starting with an AFC What are they? Oh the my North? god. We are off to the Star. <laughs> wait, 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 What division is are the Texans, the Colts in?
0: This is South.
1: Starting on Thursday night with a matchup of the AFC South supremacy with the Indianapolis Colts and the Houston Texans. Houston, taking it with Twenty to seventeen. Next, we go into a battle for playoff potential with the Oakland Raiders losing an opportunity to get farther in the playoff standings, losing to the Jets thirty-four
0: to three. Gross.
1: Okay, this is gonna take forever. Yeah, let's go. (laughs) (laughs) That
0: was like your thunderdome voice from last week.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And then it's the the uh, Saints winning over Carolina in New Orleans. We have Washington getting their first win for uh, Dwayne Haskins. Dwayne Haskins getting a 19-16 win over the Lions. Then we got Browns beating the Dolphins 41-24. Beat the brakes off. This is my score reading. (laughs) (laughs) The Buccaneers beat the Falcons in Atlanta 35-22. We have Seattle beating... A reeling, struggling Philadelphia Eagles team, 17 to 9. We have the Steelers beating the lowly Bengals, 16 to 10. We got the Bears somehow finding a way to stay afloat and beat the Giants, 19 to 14. We have the Buffalo Bills just keep on winning against everyone except for New England. They beat the Broncos 20 to 3. Titans, shockingly. Beat the Jaguars forty-two to twenty. We have the Patriots winning the battle in the rain over the Dallas Cowboys thirteen to nine. And we're not going to talk about that Sunday night football game. No one wants to hear me talking about that game. <laughs> that that we'll get to it. <laughs> who they play yet? Who they play yet? Yo, they play Aaron Rodgers. Shut him up. Made him look at the scoreboard like, huh? Made him look at his coach like, what? I think they're rethinking their whole playbook after the Niners just whooped up on them Packers, thirty-seven to eight. And then we have the Ravens, just showing that they're in a different class than the NFC champions of last year, beating the Rams forty-five to six in LA, which was probably a Ravens home game. Probably.
0: Well, hey, good job.
1: Oh my God, my throat hurts.
0: I know. <clears throat> takes a lot Takes a lot out of you. Yeah, so the 49ers beat the brakes off the Packers, and then the Ravens decided to double on that and uh, absolutely clobber the Rams. Those two games, uh, primetime games, were duds. But actually, they were entertaining to watch because of how dominant the 49ers and the Ravens were. I was honestly shocked. Absolutely ridiculous.
1: Because I was presenting while the 49ers were playing. Well, I was practicing while the 49ers were playing, and I was just like looking down at my phone, and it was like, whoa, they're up twenty three to zero and then it just yeah. got worse and worse. You know, they're a different team when George Kittle's in that lineup. I know everyone points at that Seattle game. They didn't have George Kittle and they didn't have Emmanuel Sanders. Those are they're way big, different big, big time pieces to that offense. And Jimmy G since I think week eight, he has thirteen touchdowns and four interceptions with almost two thousand yards. Something like that. The dude is legit. He earned that money. Get off him. Go stick your criticism on some other team because they're ten and one.
0: Woo! Yeah, I tell you what, that was um, last week during our power rankings. Um, that was one thing why I didn't. That was one reason as to why I didn't have them on. Uh, Had have, have them on top. And honestly, after this week, I still think I might keep the Ravens on top just because. Just because of this. I don't know, man. They just seem like they're in a different category than everybody else. But the closest team to them is San Francisco. And the reason why is be- uh, because, in my mind, I had harped on them for not having that big statement win. They had a chance against the Seahawks. Now, granted, they were banged up, and George Kittle was not playing in the game. But, um, despite the game be- being close, they didn't win. Mm-hmm. They just didn't. Yeah. Um, so, that was their one chance so far during – their entire schedule to really get a statement win. Now you could argue that the Rams was a statement win, but I think we know now who the Rams are. Uh, yeah,
1: that win isn't looking as, as good as it was
0: yeah, when I, it happened. I think, <laughs> yeah, so I think we know who the Rams are. They barely beat Arizona, but Arizona's not that's an interdivision game. So that's not that that can't be uh, overlooked. That was talk, a good win for them.
1: Talk about the Rams though.
0: You have you gave Jared Goff the
1: richest contract in the NFL before the season started. Rightfully so because they had just made the Super Bowl. And he has looked awful. Yeah. Awful. Like worse than Kirk Cousins awful. For sure. Worse than Josh Allen awful. (laughs) Worse than Ross Detweiler. Isn't that the guy in Detroit? I have
0: no idea.
1: Yeah, I think so. Worse than Amari Cooper is at catching footballs in New England. Awful.
0: Apparently, yeah. <laughs> but, hey, you know what? Give give the 49ers credit where credit is due. They had a chance to – they had chance number two. Chance number two to yes. go uh, get a statement win. In prime and, time. In prime time. Woo, and woo, woo. they took full advantage of it. That game was never close. Aaron Rodgers couldn't even breathe that game. They're – the 49ers front four is ridiculous. D4 didn't even play. They're, yeah, they're ridiculous. Oh.
1: It's crazy. Eric Armstead was in Aaron Rodgers' lap most of the night. Everybody was. It was insane. Did I not call this? I said they match up well against the Packers and the Saints. Did I not, you did. I did, did I not
0: call? Am I not a football expert? Well, you're not, but that's okay. <laughs> but that's okay. Who who won in the picks this week? Oh, snap, Olaney. Oh, let's see. All right, so the Texans beat the Colts, so that's me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Washington beat the Lions, that's you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I know, right? <laughs> okay. Um. Oh, it's going to be you. You're going to win by a game because um, the Buccaneers beat the Falcons. That was me. Um, and then the Seahawks, uh, won against the Eagles. And then we were, we were, we had four games. Um, and because you had switched the week before on one of your picks, uh, I switched the week, uh, before, I mean, last week on one of my picks and the Niners won. So. Wait, you switched to green Bay? Yeah. Are you dumb? Well, that was the only game that I could justify switching.
1: (laughs) I guess, I guess you look dumb now. I do look gonna what, them. T- what's the total score? Am, am I engine closer?
0: It's 6-4, I think. it's not. I don't think it's 6-5. Is it
1: 6-5? Well, we have played... This is week 12 that just happened, and we didn't do it one week. So it has to
0: add up to 11. So 6-5? I thought I had a bigger lead, though. I feel like you did, too. I don't know. We can just call it 6-5 and... <laughs> is it seven four? I don't know. All you have to
1: do is go back and listen to the last episode,
0: and then that's too much ad- work. Though. Adjust that. <laughs> That's too much work. We'll just say it's six five. Yeah, we'll keep it close going into the end of the end of the uh, year. Six five. What was the biggest game this week? For in terms of what?
1: In terms of how you look at a team. What what week really changed your mind about a team?
0: I don't think – well, uh, let's just stick with the Niners because I, I had come over to the side that they were legit. But like I said, I can't go away from the fact that last week I just – I I didn't put them as number one. Were you sharpening a pencil right there? No, I was ripping off a, 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 like one of the, the fringe on the end of a paper. Oh, I love doing that. Yeah, it's so satisfying. When you
1: rip out paper from a uh, spiral notebook, do you try to get it like – as exact as possible
0: oh 100 percent. oh my
1: gosh i just hate it when i screw it up i like to i like have to start on a new page
0: yeah just it's it's frustrating it becomes useless no, but, but
1: continue about your praise
0: yeah so i <laughs> i had <laughs> um i had harped on the uh um yeah i had i had harped on the 49ers about not uh having that that statement win um, and I mean, I think it was a rightful criticism. They, it was, I mean, we all knew that their schedule was light. That was, that's fine. I had given them uh credit in the sense that they beat who was in front of them. And that's all you can ask from a team. That's just, you just beat who's in front of you. But when you looked at it compared to like the Ravens, the saints, they hadn't played any real like playoff contending teams, um, until that Seahawks game. And they lost, like I said, granted, they were, uh, injured. But this Green Bay Packers team, like oh, and by the way, Matt LaFleur, their head coach, dead on, could be Ryan Reynolds' brother. Are you kidding me? Look up a picture of Matt LaFleur and Ryan Reynolds. You know next he to each actually
1: other. he actually looks a lot like Kyle Shanahan, though.
0: A little bit. They, they look I, a lot the, like each other. The three of them could all be related.
1: No, but I see that, especially because he has the he's the facial hair that Ryan Reynolds has all the time.
0: Yeah. No, I, it's I it's that. scary to me i like it's it's actually haunting um but uh yeah they just their front four is ridiculous and the one thing that we had talked about with Jimmy G um is that through i don't know maybe 7 8 games of the season probably more like 7 he hadn't made any of those game breaking mistakes that had cost them the game but then on the flip side of that he hadn't been necessarily winning them games well the past couple of weeks he has been absolutely contributing to winning them games mm-hmm. and been a major reason as to why they were winning games so you combine that with the 49ers front four which looks absolutely vicious and the fact that their run game is phenomenal and jimmy g is playing really well uh-huh. they this win for them at least in my mind, so take it for what it's worth. It's just coming from me. Absolutely solidified them as... Legit? Oh, 100%. And not only that, but I would would say it's the Ravens, the Niners, and I would argue the Saints, but at least compared to how the Niners and Ravens are playing right now, it's the Niners, the Ravens, and everybody else. Yeah. And by the way, sign me up for a Raiders 40... Raiders? I'd sign up for that. A Ravens... 49ers, Super Bowl, all part, in for that. Part two, baby. Oh, I'd be all in for that. Blackout bowl, here we come. Right? So, at least in my opinion, that's what's the, the biggest game for me. What about you?
1: Uh, For me, and I know it's tough because we can't take a lot from this game because the weather was so bad. But I feel like that Dallas-New England game says a lot about both teams. Because we've harped on Dallas – that they've looked really good playing really bad teams. And we didn't know what that team looked like. And they've struggled against potential playoff teams this whole year, besides beating Philadelphia, that is their only legitimately good win. Right. Yeah. So this was a time where they needed to step up, improve after playing really well. They, I think they had won three in a row too. Mm-hmm. They were playing really well going to into New England. New England has been struggling, even though they're they were nine and one. <laughs> they were struggling nine and one.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: but all the all of the signs pointed to Dallas upset, and they came up small. And I think New England's defense is really showing how legit they are. That's why I think they're actually the best defense in the NFL. Instead oh, of, New England's Instead of the Niners. Because I feel like the secondary of New England's is just, it's that much better than San Francisco's. I feel like San Francisco's pass rush is better, but that coverage, what they did with Amari Cooper, who has arguably been the best wide receiver in the NFL when healthy, he, mm-hmm. he went up for a goose egg. I was checking my, <laughs> my fantasy team, and he had zero points. I was like, oh, he must have got like injured and probably got out for the game. No, he had the on-field tag,
0: and nah, he, still he ran, had
1: zero points.
0: He ran into uh, Gilmore.
1: <laughs> oh, my – Stefan Gilmore. That contract that he got – Another level, dude. Uh, by New England a couple years ago? That's a bargain for what he's doing for them right now.
0: Oh, gosh. He's insane. That is Rivas Island Part 2. He's insane. And he had the only interception of the night, too. <laughs> yeah. It's just – you see the
1: limitations with Dallas because we thought their offense was going to be the best part of this team, and it just got shut down by a good defense. I feel yeah, like I... Niners can do that to them. Saints have already done that to them this year, shut yeah. that offense down. Those are two teams in the NFL you have to deal with. I think Seattle clearly right now is still better than them. Yes. And I think they if they were to make the playoffs right now, they've already lost to Minnesota, so we already know that. Green Bay already beat them. That is, every single playoff team is
0: better than the Dallas Cowboys. Funny thing is, is that the the Cowboys division right now, effing sucks. They're Trash. terrible. Everybody is. So the Cowboys could get into the playoffs legitimately as an 8-8 eight eight team. Oh, for sure. Because Philadelphia can't figure themselves out. They no, they can't get the, out of their own way. beat New
1: England and beat Seattle, which would be two big wins. And then they would be first in their division, but no.
0: Yeah, it's I. So actually, there's there's so many games that I want to talk about next week and the, the implications that that next week can have. Well, we can so, go into that. I feel well, like this week didn't well, have super big because all the people we thought were going to win won. Pretty pretty much. Well, apparently not on my picks. But <laughs> um, <laughs> in terms of yeah, I mean in terms of this week, there wasn't. As, okay, there's one thing that I do. It would we wouldn't be a sports show if we didn't mention um, the. The officiating calls that have been going on, um, oh, we got that. The New England game, um, the, I actually the tripping, yeah, the tripping. So
1: did you see I, the NFL came out and told Dallas that that was a mistake?
0: No, I didn't, but that doesn't surprise me. That's like and, the
1: two-minute report we were just talking about. Like, oh gosh, like, I <laughs> hate when teams do like. I I get transparency. Please don't tell me you guys effed it up, yeah, and it cost my team a win.
0: Please,
1: please don't tell me that. That makes it worse.
0: Yeah, it's like that's the last thing we
1: want to hear as a fan base. Like, if it's a bad call, stick with it. Don't give me, oh yeah, we made a mistake. We'll get it back next time. No, it's <laughs> there's, like there's, thanks, guys. There's no, there's no
0: next time. <laughs> yeah, we can't, we can't go back and fix it. I don't know what the stat was, but I think. I think it was, like, there had been, like, seven tripping calls. I, I don't know if it was this season or within the past couple seasons. And the fact that there were two in one game just tells you that, that one of them, if not both of them, was probably a missed call anyway. Both on Dallas, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Woo. I think. I Is actually, there- I didn't, I heard about the tripping calls and I was listening to it a bunch of analysis on the tripping calls.
1: Mm-hmm. I
0: actually haven't seen them, but from what I've heard, they were egregious.
1: Oh, like like the ones that were called?
0: Yeah, like they were... Um,
1: the last one, I want to focus on the last one because I feel like that was the most impactful one. It was on the oh, last... Oh, yeah, the one that called like drive. the... Yeah. Um, that one wasn't super egregious because it wasn't like when you think of a trip, someone puts their foot out Oh, like, I just,
0: I saw it right now, Like, actually. in their
1: path, but it looks like the O-lineman, like, is stepping and plants his right foot to then block. So it doesn't look like a tripping, and if anything, the only thing that makes contact with um, Dante Hightower, I think, is the one that's blitzing right there. Yeah, it is, yeah. Is his, like, thigh when Dante Hightower is already, like, going towards the ground. So it's, well, it really doesn't seem like a trip it's almost like he is trying to plant to get in position of block, and then dante hightower falls
0: into him yeah and uh, troy aikman got after the rules analysis guy who they have i don't remember who was in the booth with them for trying to like sort of justify that call yeah oh the the guy that was on live tv was it gene
1: it was it gene uh serator yeah he was like all behind it he was like yeah, oh that's and... no doubt uh trip.
0: Troy was getting after him. <laughs>
1: well, Troy's an offensive like player.
0: Well yeah, so but it was actually nice it was actually nice to see. And like I, I think Gene was talking about how like well he lifted his leg and sort and Troy was like, Well yeah, he lifted his leg. That's the only way you can move. <laughs> <laughs> to is lifting your leg. Yeah, and, I don't I don't get it. I don't yeah, and the the lower part of his leg, the, the part below his knee comes forward a little bit, but I think that's just because Hightower hits his leg, which causes his leg to kind of move a little bit in a weird direction. Yeah. That was so bad. Oh, and by the way, the, and it was, I'm so glad that this morning I heard somebody mentioned it because the roughing the passer call on Sam Darnold, (laughs) the Raiders. Oh my goodness. That was the first sign to me that the Raiders were going to lose. Who cares about a call in a thirty-four to three game? Shut up. Let me rant for a second. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> oh, shut up this, this and let me play, rant for a second. This
1: one play made us lose by thirty-one.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh, dude! It okay? I'm just we're talking. I'm not necessarily. I'm not saying it impacted the game. What was the score at the at that point? Like three to zero, I think, or three to three, something like that. Oh, okay. Um, it was right at the start of the game. Um, okay. The call was <sighs> – Roughing the passer, right? Yeah, but I'm just – I don't even understand how it could be called a roughing the passer because I think the guy who they called the roughing the passer on didn't even touch Darnold. Really? Yeah, because it wasn't on Crosby. So I'm watching, it, I'm watching it right now. It wasn't on Crosby, which I thought it was going to be. Already.
1: Can you uh, use your great public speaking skills and verbalize what exactly you're looking at right now?
0: Okay, so basically Sam Darnold is in the pocket on the 18-yard line. Now, he steps outside of the pocket, which, okay. at, that, which at that point turns him into a runner, which okay. means pretty much the, the rules that apply for hitting a quarterback inside the pocket no longer exist, first of all.
1: They could blast his helmet off.
0: So, what ends up happening is that Max Crosby, stud, by the way. Um, Max. Yeah. Who, by the way, up until uh, this last week, had uh, more forced fumbles, a half sack less, and um, uh, uh, more tackles than uh, Nick Bosa. So, Oh, really? Yeah.
1: Nick Bosa's been slumping a little bit. I think it's because he got all that publicity, and now they've double teamed him a lot more. But, I mean, you saw last night, like, everyone
0: else is feasting. Yeah, at that point, he was crazy. I didn't know Crosby was that close. He had no, more. Crosby's
1: t- been balling
0: though. Yeah. He had four sacks last week. Um, and uh, anyway, so Crosby's coming after him. Darnold actually senses Crosby and he spins. And as he's falling to the ground, Crosby just falls on him. And then uh, two other defensive linem- linemen just actually one falls on top of Crosby. And then the other one falls on top of a different jet player. On top of Crosby. Darnold isn't even at the bottom of the pile. Crosby is at the bottom of the pile. <laughs> the only one who's touching Darnold is Crosby. <laughs> and yet, 77, whoever... I, I can't even see who that is at the time. 73? Who is that? I can't even... Is that Hurst? Yeah. He gets called on roughing the passer when he falls on Crosby. He doesn't even touch Darnold. <laughs> it's not even kind of close. And I remember sitting there with my dad and we both just kind of looked at each other. Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> like this was one of the worst calls. I uh, just, and it was funny cause it was mentioned this morning on Golic and Wingo. They were like, Oh yeah. Before that tripping call, that was the worst call of the day. Hands down. It was horrendous. Yeah. It was 34 to three. No one cares. Yeah, I do. <laughs> Yeah, I do. And that's all that matters. So, there's my little rant. That's now. Really, that's really it, though. Now. now yeah, for, for this week, it was kind of, I mean, everything that happened, I guess, was expected for the most part.
1: Did we discuss in this version of the podcast the significance
0: of the Texans being the Colts or was that last one? That was last one. Um, do you want to talk about that a little bit, Mr. Mr. Raider fan? We can do it real quick. Um, So the Raiders did end up losing. They're still in the playoff hunt, but that Texans-Colts game was huge for the Raiders just in the sense that the Texans now have the division lead, and because the Colts are now uh, not in the division lead, that puts them in a wild-card spot, which Mm -hmm. actually gives the Raiders the tiebreaker over the Colts right now. Boom. So as long as the Raiders play even with the Colts, they'll get in. It's the Steelers right now who, for whatever reason— um, actually, had that last playoff spot. So, um, I'm gonna need everybody, um, outside of this podcast, to uh, root hard for the Steelers to just absolutely lose. That'd be great.
1: Well, let me let me read you off the remaining schedule. Okay, they play the Browns in Pittsburgh. That could be an L.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: They play Arizona at Arizona. That could be an L. Right. They play Buffalo in Pittsburgh. That's probably an L. Yeah, <laughs> they play the Steelers at the Jets. Probably a win, maybe a loss. If the if the Jets that owned up on Oakland shows up, it's probably going to be a loss. But <laughs> and then they yeah. finish up, they finish up with the Ravens, which is actually that game is going to be a little interesting because if the Ravens decide to sit everyone, that could uh, that could kind of hurt.
0: Oakland. Yeah. I don't know. I just I just I've allowed myself to hope, you know? And I, it's it's slowly fading away. I just I don't want to let it go. Let it go. Let it go. By the way, Frozen Two has not been getting good reviews. Have you seen that? Really? Yeah, there well, okay, first of all, if anybody thought that Frozen Two was gonna live up to Frozen One, you were just kidding yourself. Impossible. Like it, it, it was never gonna happen. But it has I mean it's been getting like middle of the pack reviews
1: huh yeah i I, was actually
0: kind of surprised
1: i heard they they're definitely catering it towards like the people that liked frozen one so they've adjusted their range to people five years older than like kids does that make any sense? Like it's a little yeah. more risky and like a little more mature.
0: Yeah, no, I, yeah, for sure. Um, what was the, oh gosh, I wanted to read you cause I was going to send this to you when I saw the headline. Um, there was a, the headline for on cinema blend, there was, um, the review for frozen two. What was the tag? They gave it two and a half out of five. Wow. Um, I bet it's so uh, good, though. Oh, Frozen Two review: a dull, confusing story, not saved by a phenomenal soundtrack.
1: Oh, but it does have a phenomenal soundtrack, apparently. Well, that's going to sell a lot of tickets,
0: then. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> I just uh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> talk about on that part. Just because <laughs> neither one of us has seen it, but I just thought it was an interesting little uh, little tidbit of information. So next week cuz next week here see we're getting to the end of the season yeah so uh, these games are starting to mean a lot oh man There's, okay let's get it they're starting to mean a lot okay so now three games they, on thur- thursday okay three games on thursday you want me to tell you okay what is the biggest game
1: bills cowboys yes now it's so weird on thanksgiving day why are the cowboys not playing the redskins
0: bro How i tell you i'm telling you though that um that that Bills Cowboys game in my opinion might be the biggest game of the week minus the 49ers Ravens game.
1: I honestly think that that's a typo because it's too, like Thanksgiving day is old rivalries and divisional games. It's not Buffalo versus Dallas.
0: Isn't that weird? Well, I think they're doing that like one random type. They didn't do team. that last year. I thought they did I because th- they had three games last year. And I thought one of them was.
1: They had like Detroit, Minnesota. They had Atlanta, New Orleans. And Detroit again. always plays. Yeah. And Dallas. And it was Dallas, Washington, Detroit, Minnesota, and um, Atlanta. New Orleans. It was probably the same schedule minus Buffalo.
0: Well, they should just go Raiders, uh, Niners. Why? Just flex. I don't know why not. (laughs) I I do not think that that
1: uh, Ravens. I mean, it's it's that Niners Ravens game. It's built up to be the biggest game. But games like Vikings Seahawks,
0: that's huge. Oh my gosh! I'm telling you, I just let me. Okay, let's go back to this Bills Cowboys game because there's a lot riding on this, in my opinion, for Dallas. the but well even for the Bills. What, just, what's what's writing on it for the Bills? They have a two game lead in the second wild card. No, you're right. But here's the thing. The Bills so far, let's let's roll through who the Bills have beat, shall we? You no ready one. for this? <laughs> yeah. Okay there. Sam did it. No. <laughs> they, haven't, they they haven't beat anybody. They haven't beat anybody. I honestly
1: don't think I could name all eight teams that they've beaten.
0: Okay, you ready for this?
1: The Jets. Uh, okay. The Giants. Yeah. The Bengals. Yeah.
0: Lost to the Patriots. Yeah. They beat the Titans.
1: Oh, okay. I went to guess they that.
0: They beat the Dolphins. Yeah. The Eagles beat the brakes off of them. 31-13. to They beat the Redskins. The Browns beat the Bills. And then they beat the brakes off the Dolphins and the Broncos. So this Cowboys team that they're going up against... Is going to be, which is weird to say, one of the best teams they've played all season. And for the Cowboys, who are coming off of uh, their loss against New England, who absolutely need a win, I think this is a huge um, telling game for both teams. Just one for the Bills to kind of cement themselves and go, yeah, okay, we're we're actually we're we're deserving of where we're at. We're deserving of our eight and three record. And for the Cowboys to go up against the defense, uh-huh. which has been playing really well, and let's, I mean. I've used the same argument for the Niners, so I'll use it for the Bills just to stay consistent. You have to beat the teams that are, that are in front of you, but still, like, I think it's a huge proving game for uh, the Cowboys just in the sense that they're going to go up against a team who is eight and 8-3. They haven't beat a winning – they haven't beat a team with a winning record all season. Isn't that nuts? Yeah, it's crazy.
1: And they're 8-3. and three. They've somehow managed to play every single bad team in the NFL.
0: No 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 no. The Cowboys haven't beat a team with a winning record this season.
1: Uh, might be. Yeah, that's it's all beef. good. It's yeah, all that's, good. That's might be. But
0: you know what? You might be right with the Bills thing. No, I'm they beat sure.
1: they beat the Titans, right? So oh, I think, yeah, I think right. that's their only one.
0: Yeah. No, so the Cowboys, they haven't beat a team with a winning record all season. So they're facing an eight and three team and they're still with still a very good Super Super Bowl
1: defense. Contender.
0: Right. So I think it's a huge game for both teams. It's a very um I don't know. It's a it's a very telling game. It could be for both teams for, or for either team.
1: Not big for sure. We've, which is
0: such a weird
1: thing to say. We've been trying to figure out which Dallas is going to show up for weeks. Uh week to week we have no idea and I don't know, it's at home. I feel like it's going to be a, a little bit of a throwing party for Dak Prescott,
0: I I I think that might well yeah,
1: because I feel like yeah. they're gonna feel the effects. Jason Garrett's on the hot seat. Jerry Jones is putting pressure on the team. They're gonna they're gonna step up. And the Bills, they are eight and three, but I don't think you're scared
0: of, the, of an eight and three Bills team. No, I know, which is weird to say with a team who's eight and three. So I I don't think they're intimidated by the Bills,
1: and I think. They're favored in that game. And I think most people would say Dallas
0: is the better team. Mm-hmm. So I think from I think top they to show bottom, it. I think they show it. Well, actually, uh, let's roll right into this real quick. Let's roll into our picks for week 13. Right. So that was a good transition. Week 13. I'm going to write the record up top so we don't get that confused. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. So here we go. Bears, Lions, and I believe I'm just to make sure. The uh, they're the Lions are at home. Well, Matthew Stafford's not playing still, so as long as he's not playing, yeah, go Bears. Okay, uh, all right, so let's do it. Bills, Cowboys, Cowboys are at home, which I think is a huge. Um, uh, give me the D. Going with the Bills. Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> I just I went over my head and then came back, <laughs> and then it came back. You're going with the Bills, huh? The D? Dallas. I thought you were going with the defense of the Bills. Oh, hell no. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, are you serious? Why did
1: you ruin my joke like that, dude?
0: I don't know. Make a better joke next time. I don't... All right. (laughs) The... uh, You know, I've been rolling with the Bills the entire season, but I don't know why. And they really haven't served me wrong. But I just... I agree with you in the sense that I think most people would say Cowboys are better, so and they're at home, so Saints Falcons. Saints.
1: The Falcons were were one of the teams that beat the Saints. Saints. In New Orleans. Saints. I wanna go Atlanta. Oh man. Alright. <laughs> All right. Okay, Matt Ryan. Show up. <laughs> I know, seriously.
0: <laughs> Titans versus the horses. Uh Colts. What are the Titans? Oh, they're six and five too. Yeah. It's a big game for that division. It is. Man. Um I'll go Colts. They're at home. I normally side with the home team, um, if it's that close. Uh Jets, Bengals. G-E-T-S. Jets. 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 All righty. Okay. <laughs> 49ers Ravens.
1: Now, if I was a smart man, I'd pick
0: Baltimore. But that's not what this show is but, all about. But I ain't <laughs> going
1: against that. The faithful, baby.
0: That's not what this show is all
1: about. Lamar Jackson might run for 200 yards. But Let me you know ask what? you this.
0: <laughs> Let me ask you this question. Because Lamar Jackson is your quarterback on fantasy.
1: Oh, am I going to start
0: him? Are you going to start Lamar against your boys? No. No, not doing it?
1: Ah, That means I can't start Mark Ingram either.
0: Dude, I'm telling you, we only have one more week.
1: <laughs> we do?
0: Well, it's week 13, I think. That we end? I mean, at least I can only go up to week 13 in matchups right now. Oh, shoot, really? Yeah, and everybody has like six wins right now.
1: I know, our our fantasy league is so tight.
0: It's it's ridiculous.
1: You can only go to weeks, oh my god. Wait, who do I play? <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh, I play Travis, okay. Oh, he's got a that's, good team. That's
0: what I'm saying, so what are you going to do?
1: I don't know, because I really need them to play. I know, <laughs> but if, then
0: you're going to be rooting for them to do well.
1: If James Connor is available, I will play James Connor. Oh man, but that's a
0: rough. that's a big if.
1: And then obviously, I'm going to roll with GBG. Like obvious.
0: Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go Ravens. I've been uh, I've wow. been on... hey, wow. My... This is your first,
1: I think, official time pick it against the Niners because last week doesn't
0: really count yeah, last week I flipped I flipped um but uh yeah this is me steadfast Ravens all right so I'm going with the Ravens they're just buzzsaw bite your uh, ass definitely will not uh, and it would be uh they're Ravens so it would be a pick not a bite so just just saying it's at it's in ten it's at ten I can't even watch that game. I can. Oh no! I'll be working. Yeah, I'll catch it. I'll catch that in a minute. In a minute. Um, all right, Steelers, Browns. Steelers are at home. Browns. Steelers. Cur- Steel. What? What? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go with the Steelers. Why not? Okay. Why not? I'll just outside the outside the uh, outside the box. they or the Steelers. Have, they have a defense that no one's talking about. Whew. They do. T.J. They Watt. Do. Mika Fitzpatrick, right?
1: Oh, my. That's the best pickup this year. Dude, that dude is best insane. <laughs> he has, what, like seven turnovers since it's he got cr- traded to Pittsburgh? It's crazy.
0: <laughs> it's crazy how good he is. And the fact that the Dolphins... Don't, we don't even need to talk about the Dolphins. What? I said we don't need to talk about the Dolphins and what their atrocity of getting rid of him, so... Pango Steelers, so we're different on three games with a bunch of games left. So uh, Dolphins, Eagles, Eagles. Hello, Samuel. We might be having technical difficulties here. All right. Well, we had a little bit of technical technical difficulties. Yo, Don't can, know what. Can you hear me? Yeah, I
1: can. I accidentally sat on one of the cords connected to my mic and I
0: unplugged it. Oh, nice. And then I plugged it back in and it wasn't working. So, Oh, that's okay. Well, luckily we're able to – we know how to recover from these now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we know how to recover from these now. So, sorry if there was a momentary pause. We got it fixed. We're all we're, – uh, we're back to normal. So, back to where we were. Dolphins, Eagles. Eagles. Right. Giants, Packers. Giants are at home. Packers. Okay. Panthers, Redskins. Panthers are at home. Panthers. Yeah. Uh, Jaguars, Buccaneers. Jags are at home.
1: Probably Jaguars.
0: Gosh. The Buccaneers are like so hit and miss. They either put up six points or like 55. Yeah. Um... Jags are at home. I want to go Jags. All right. I'm going to go Jags, and then if we need to flip, I'll flip to Buccaneers. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> Rams, Cardinals. Cardinals are at home. Ooh. Give me Lamar. Or, I mean, uh, Kyler. You know, I was leaning that way, too.
1: Gosh. Give me. Oh, yeah. Rams taking it.
0: Rams. Well, hang on. We don't have to. We don't have to. We're at three games right now. Yeah, it's all good. Here, fine. You pick the Cardinals. I'll pick the Buccaneers. How about that? Okay. And then we'll just we'll have we'll both have one pick where we're like, (laughs) okay. You don't sound on board. No, I'm I'm cool with that. I guess. All right. Uh, so now we're at five games. Uh, Raiders, Chiefs. I just. I think we're going to split on that anyway. <laughs> cheese. Yeah, I can't. I'm not going against the boys. Get so. on
1: that choo-choo train.
0: Not going against the boys. Oh, I spelled cheese wrong. Look at that. Um. Okay, uh, Chargers-Broncos. Broncos are at home. Man, I'm probably Denver. I was thinking that too, just because they're in Denver. They've somehow played better than the Chargers have. Well, Philip Rivers just has adopted the philosophy that if he can't throw to his own team, then he's just going to throw to everybody else. <laughs> There's so... no thing as an incompletion. Someone has to catch it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll go Broncos too, just because they're at home. Sunday night game is the Texans at home against the Patriots. I'll go Patriots. Oh, gosh, I'm gonna go Patriots just because they haven't. I mean, they only lost once, so. They're about to lose twice. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Pats, Texans. There we go. And then the last one Seahawks, Vikings. Give me Minnesota. No, I'm going to Seattle. Nice. Dude, okay. So that means one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. We're different on eight games, which has never happened. We're going to tie. that's never happened before that has never happened is there a game where one of us how many games is there like 16 usually I I think everybody's playing there's 32 teams quick math 4,
1: 8, 12, 16, 20, 24 28, 32 yeah 16 games yeah we've we've differed on half of them
0: yeah that's kind of nuts should we just leave it at 8 play the odds
1: nah no I'm gonna take uh, I, I, I... I don't wanna take the Titans I'm gonna take the Chargers
0: okay I was gonna f- I was thinking about flipping the Bills one.
1: Uh,
0: a, oh really yeah no uh. I'll take
1: that's a nice and easy one
0: okay Broncos Chargers. All right, so that's nine games. Wow, that is a record by like, count. All right, well that'll be fun. <clears throat> that should hmm. be fun. Yeah, oh, I'm all good for that. Well, we're only at four minutes on this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> well, that's not taken into account. Um, no. Okay, so here, so we wanted to talk about the NBA. Um, because there's a big, there's something big going on in the NBA right now, a big proposal for next year. Um, it's not for next year. Well, well, okay. For 2021, 2022. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, is that we're going to have Josh on the show and I don't want to dive too far into that because I feel like having him on the show, it's going to be, we're going to dive really far into that. So I think, I think we should save that. Yeah. Um, for Josh. Um, and I think we're going to save the bulk of the NBA stuff for Josh as well. Well, let's just touch um, on that,
1: that team in the nine one six.
0: Go ahead. They've been
1: balling a little bit. A little bit. Who knew the problem of the Kings early in the season was De'Aaron Fox. <laughs> 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 no, I think, I think just expanding the role of Bogdan Bogdanovich has shown – really good things for the Sacramento team. And when De'Aaron Fox comes back, I don't think his role should be reduced.
0: What do you think? Um, Bogdans?
1: Yeah.
0: Um, <clears throat> Let's just bench Buddy. What? And have him come off the bench. <laughs> huh? Let's just put Buddy on the bench and have him come off the bench.
1: Yeah, the, the guy scored... Uh... 41 tonight that doesn't mean anything
0: can't really bench a guy that dropped 21 yes you can <laughs> Lou Williams has made a career being on the bench uh... I don't... <laughs> yeah, huh? it's That's just, just what I thought <laughs> like hmm. they're in a weird situation where it's like they don't have a ton of talent but they have a ton of talent it's weird
1: you know, like it's... That didn't make any sense.
0: Well, no, but well, I, I understand.
1: I think, but this stretch has like shown the true depth of this team. Like they're missing their two best players, and they're still contending in this in the NBA. I and mean, then that says a lot about this team's depth. And when they get uh, De'Aaron and Marvin Bagley
0: back, this team's just going to take off. Well, is that Bagley thing is going to be? Huge when he comes back. Is Harry Giles back? Yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. He hasn't been playing much. No, nah, because Luke Walton's a little dumbass. Yeah, that's a little bit. Uh, I don't know how. I don't know how I feel about that. <sighs> no, but so the Kings, the Kings beating the Celtics, beating the Suns, barely losing the Lakers, um, beating the Wizards on the road. And then barely losing to the Celtics tonight. I mean, they're playing well. Yeah, I know they're only seven and nine, but they started off horribly. They're six and four over their last ten games. Um, and I just I don't know, man. It's so weird. It's so weird how that ha- that happens in sports. You lose one of your best players, and then for whatever reason, I don't know, it becomes a rallying point. I guess I don't I don't know what they want to describe it as, but. The fact that they're playing this well without Fox and Bagley is is kind of crazy. Yeah. So what? So looking at the Western Conference right now. Oh, let me pull that up. The Suns and the Timberwolves, right now, the season ended today, are in the playoffs. The Trailblazers and Spurs are way at the bottom. So out of every team so far in the Western Conference, and we'll move over to the Eastern Conference in a second. What is the biggest surprise to you right now? As to where, where teams are.
1: Where teams? I think it has to be San Antonio. So low. I mean, they lost. They lost eight in a row, didn't they? At one point, they started the year off three, three and zero, and then
0: their last ten
1: games, they're one and nine. They have just. I mean, we were talking about them as a sure pick to make the playoffs. Yeah, they have, Like that
0: wasn't even a question of. For both of us.
1: Um, if you go off of surprises, I guess Dallas, for me, would definitely be a surprise of how consistent they've played. Um, just attribute that to Luka Doncic. Don't look any, anywhere else. That, that guy is carrying that team. Oh my gosh. Um, but I feel like they'll slip a little bit and come back down to earth. Um, Minnesota and Phoenix are definitely surprises, but they were. They started off hotter than they were right now, and they've come back down. Um, I think this is a huge opportunity for the Kings to make the playoffs this year. To make. Oh yeah, with Warriors obviously out, Trailblazers really struggling, and San Antonio really struggling. That leaves three spots <laughs> that we had. Put into the playoffs, wide open for the Kings. That's huge.
0: Yeah. All right. So the Timberwolves, to me, are one team right now where it's like, I could see them finishing probably somewhere high 30s, low 40s, I think, for their wins. The Suns, I think the Suns are good. I, I'm I'm sort of buying into the Suns. I think the Timberwolves are um, better than the Suns. As a... Well, the only time will tell for that. They might be, but... The Suns... The Suns they're too dependent on Devin Booker right now. Well, but, but that's the thing. He hasn't been running point guard for them. He's actually... I think he's better off the ball, truthfully. With Rubio running one. Yeah. I think he's better off the ball. Um, he's certainly playing better. They've... Dave- well, he's playing better this whole year, yes. He, I think he's
1: he's done a good job of making players around him better, too. Like, they have a bunch of no-name guys on that team that are playing really well. Um, but they've they've struggled recently, and I feel like that's because teams are taking them seriously and really focusing in on making anyone else but Devin Booker beat you. And that's the same thing that teams are doing over the years, and he's going to find that his whole career – that teams are just going to try to take him away easier said than done, but that's what they're going to focus on and make everyone else on that supporting cast for the Phoenix Sun beat you. And they're, yeah. it's just not going to work in the long term this year.
0: No. no I'd. Um, we were right. I mean, we were right, obviously. We knew we were going to be right about the Clippers, Nuggets, and Lakers. The Trailblazers being as bad as they are is a bit surprising. Oh, yeah. Like, that team was in the conference finals last year, and they're 6-12. And, uh, and they really didn't lose anybody. I
1: mean, Dame's been injured, and uh, Nurkic has been injured. Those are two big pieces. Whew. And um, and they haven't been playing very well. <laughs> yeah, like collectively. <laughs> and
0: I'll tell you what you, know what, you know what brings a smile to my face? Just seeing the Warriors at the very bottom. That's so cool. That's so nice. It's like the order is restored to the world again. They have nothing to play for this season. They literally should just tank, bring back everybody healthy la- uh, next year, and get a really uh, good draft pick, and then come back next year. They have nothing to play for this year. True. So there's no reason for them to, to play Steph, Clay. Just give Clay the entire season. Seriously. Sit Dude, don't. Don't even bring it back. Yeah, sit Draymond, keep Steph off, tank, get a good draft pick, and then come back full health. There you go, Golden State. We just gave you your business plan for the next year. Yeah, just tank, uh, get LaMelo Ball, and,
1: <laughs> and start your dynasty over again. All, all good. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh, my goodness gracious. Um so that's really all the sports news. Like the, like I said, we're going to save a lot of the NBA stuff for Josh, which is probably the right thing to do. Um so I mean, Sam, is there anything you want to you want to get to? I I mean, got a So we got a couple more minutes we can we talk. We started talk
1: the about? uh our last episode on advice we have for public speaking.
0: Oh yeah. Cuz we right.
1: know uh most of our audience is around our age and it's pretty prevalent for us right now the importance of being a good public speaker and presenting in school and um, I mean I have the luxury of having a friend in Jason who's actually really strong in public speaking thanks and just wanted to know some of your like suggestions for bettering yourself as a public speaker really quickly
0: Um, yeah for a lot of people are you know they'll say like oh, i'm just I'm not good at public speaking and like i'm just i'm I'm not good at it and it's like, well, in a sense like it is a skill there are there are certain like there are certain things that um you do have to work on um, but honestly, it's also in that same breath it's also not not a hard skill to learn um, and I think people my biggest my biggest advice to people. For, for public speaking is um, treat it like a conversation because the moment, the moment you deviate from the way that you talk normally in a conversation is when you're going to start to hurt yourself in a speech because if you start using bigger words or words outside of your normal verbiage and you try to sound different than how you actually sound in a normal conversation, you're going to get up there and you're going to be so hyper-focused on that script that you wrote for yourself that you're just, you you may come across as more confusing than anything else. And the, uh, the thing about it is, is that you can sound professional and sound knowledgeable by just talking normally. The, the words that you use have nothing to do with the content, you know? So if you go up there and you're just talking normally, you can easily come across as professional and knowledgeable without getting super fancy with your verbiage. You just treat it like you're talking to somebody. And when you do that, you have your normal natural pauses. You have your very – everybody has got their own way of, that, they, that they speak. You just – you shouldn't deviate from yourself. Don't try to go outside of what you normally do in a conversation because the moment you do, you're just you're going to hurt yourself. Just don't treat it like a speech. Treat it like a one-on-one talk with somebody. That's the biggest thing that I tell people. I think when
1: you first start off in the planning process of a presentation, I do not advise winging it. And I think that's something that me and Jason have been uh, <laughs> pretty accustomed to is just going up and – giving it our first try type of thing
0: yeah well especially when it came to broad the broadcast sometimes we just had to throw stuff together
1: yeah but i i think for people if it's a presentation that gives like a clear outline try it first like literally speak say what you're going what you think you should say write that down and then revise that because that is gonna be the closest thing that you revert to when you're really in panic mode. That is, our, that is what you're naturally, the first thing your mind is gonna to go to is what you first say in that instance. It's just human nature. You're gonna forget all the preparation as soon as you get up there because the nerves kick in. You have that moment where you lock eyes with someone and you're like, uh, like that happens to everyone. Happened to me today when I gave a presentation. I prepared for 10 hours. I've never prepared longer for a presentation. And as soon as I get up there, I'm going through and then I lock eyes with people. I'm like, holy cow, these are not empty chairs that I was just presenting to for five <laughs> hours. These are legit people and it's dead silent, just my voice. It's a very surreal thing when you're presenting for a long time and it's just you. Um, yeah. So, first thing, as soon as you start planning, try to give a presentation like a rough outline of what you're going to say and then build off of that because that's the thing that's you're that you're going to relate to the most and the thing you're going to be most confident in speaking right um and i think so this is a weird one uh for me and jason oddly enough in our occupation a little more for jason because He has to lead classes and he's really got to command people's attention for like extended periods of time. But for me, as simple as I have to call people's names for orders, that's a big thing that I'm raising my voice, demanding attention to 40 to 50 people at a time at a certain point like that. Those little things that you're like, you wouldn't classify as public speaking, but it's like it's reps that give you, that allow you to be more comfortable when you get up there. Like when, you, you, when you're used to having all that attention type of thing. Yeah, for sure. I think putting yourself in those moments, if it's just asking a question during lecture or something like that, cause I think that that allows you to, when the moment comes, it's not gonna hit you as hard because you know everyone, everyone knows you, everyone knows your voice and it, it's just like, oh, that person is talking, we've heard them before oh, yeah. I am used to talking in this class with these people all around. I think that's, that's an underestimated thing in college is getting your voice out there early and often and then that will make you a better speaker, a more comfortable, comfortable speaker when presentations come around.
0: Mm-hmm. And Sam had mentioned um, uh, writing an outline And I normally do too, but the way that – everybody's got a different way to write uh, outlines. Um, But the way that I do mine is normally like if you're giving a speech, I would like to assume that you're going to be knowledgeable on your topic because you have to be in order to give a speech. So for me, if I was giving – like for example, say I was giving a speech on fitness, right? I would write – let's say I was giving a – of uh, a speech on uh, on how to I don't know on how to trap bar deadlift how to right? get six pack abs in two minutes well, that's impossible <laughs> and that would be my speech <laughs> <laughs> um, so <laughs> the uh, but in terms of uh, like say I was giving a, a a speech on on how to trap bar deadlift can right we, can we make that the title of this video how to get six pack abs <laughs> in two minutes <laughs> that's impossible (laughs) um the uh i would i would obviously i would talk about um why it's the most i would talk about how transferable it is i would talk about how um how it's sort of a, a squatty um a squatty deadlift and i would talk about the benefits of it but instead of writing out an entire script for me to memorize i would on a bullet point just on a sheet I don't take no cards up there with me and I don't take sheets up there with me but in my practice time I would write, you know, transferable movement, squatty deadlift and then um whatever the other thing I said was. And then based on that, I would give my speech knowing that okay, this is the point that I was going to talk about because I'm knowledgeable on this subject. And every time that I'm every time that you practice the speech, it's going to be a little bit different than than the way that you did before yeah so in my opinion there's no reason to necessarily write a script give bullet points to yourself and make your script as you go along based on the bullet points because it's going to change every time you do it but as long as you have a broad framework of it you should be fine because at that point there's less for you to memorize it's just knowledge you know your topic um so that's our little take yeah, I hope that helps. Um,
1: I think both of us have had somewhat good success in
0: presenting in the past. I don't. Yeah, I, I, I'm. I'm one of the weird ones. I enjoy public speaking. I I like it. I'm. Yeah, I don't. Sam mentioned.
1: I, I yeah. don't think it's a fear of any of ours. Like, like some people, it's just
0: like a fear. Oh, I cannot public speak. Yeah. No, for sure. For sure. And I don't I don't know why. I don't know why it's been something that I've I mean, I'm not going to sit here and go like, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm the best public speaker out there. But I've been told I'm really good at it. I don't know where it came from. I just I I enjoy it, I guess. Um, so you know what I think it is it, you're yeah.
1: not afraid to sound super dumb because on <laughs> on every podcast, you sound like an idiot. So hey, good on you.
0: And with that, we're gonna end the show. <laughs> um, probably just
1: broken up the partnership.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna do this next week's show with just Josh. <laughs> it's gonna be all NBA. So,
1: so are we are we doing this uh, Thursday night or what?
0: Uh, we're gonna we're we we're not gonna give you guys a said date, but we're gonna have a second episode this week. Because if if we give you guys a set date, we're not gonna do it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, uh, so we're going to not give you a said day because if we do, then we'll, uh, we'll leave ourselves uh, some flexibility. Hey, check out the show's Twitter at hundred percent to say nine, one, six. Nine, one, six. Yes, sir. Nine one six. Yes, sir. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you stuck with us this long, I don't know why you didn't have, uh, you know, a better way to spend your time, but thank you. Thank you for listening to us. We really appreciate it. Um, we will be back again this week. We don't know when. It'll probably be Thursday, Friday, maybe Saturday, and somewhere in there. If it's later, then have a happy Thanksgiving, guys. Yeah, if it is after Thanksgiving, uh, absolutely. Everybody have a fantastic Thanksgiving. Say uh,
1: say hi to your say hi to your parents. Tell them you're thankful for everything they've done.
0: Oh, quick note. Turkey. What's your opinion on it for Thanksgiving? Do you you like turkey, right? Yeah, turkey's all right. Tur- turkey, right. it's you no know, Christmas ham, you know. Okay, but like turkey is a staple for Thanksgiving, right? It's like it's you, definitely a staple. Thanksgiving rolls around, like you have to have a piece of turkey, right? Well, of course. Right. Okay. So we just—I had a couple people at the gym today say they, that they just they don't like turkey, and I was like, huh. Uh, it definitely depends on the
1: turkey. Like, if the turkey's too dry, it definitely takes me out of it. Um, well, that's for any food. Well, I think. For turkey is pretty easy to do though like it's pretty easy to have it dry yeah um but it's definitely it's not my favorite part of thanksgiving my favorite part is either the mashed potatoes or the pumpkin pie with a little whipped cream on there i'm an apple
0: pie guy so maybe that that's my parts Mm, yeah i'm a huge mashed potato fan I, I if you just get some creamy mashed potatoes like oh it's insane My my grandmother makes mashed potatoes that just straight up taste like butter you guys go into uh your grandparents house i have no idea where what we're doing i think we're going to my aunt's oh nice i'm not sure nice definitely watching football though is that what for is sure that what you do on thanksgiving uh, go to my aunt's we it dep- Thanksgiving is normally hit and miss Thanksgiving is really either with one side of the family or the other we don't really have a set tradition for Thanksgiving tell you what I'm working on Thanksgiving though um, really you guys are open Thanksgiving. on Thanksgiving there's we're only not open on Christmas every other day of the year we're uh we're open yeah you guys might have to unionize and get that figured out nah dude Thanksgiving morning Five thirty-seven and eight thirty. It's called the uh in the
1: Roseville area. It's called the make the room for the
0: turkey workout. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. the The next, the day after Thanksgiving, that workout's uh, called Butterball. (laughs) It's called Butterball.
1: Imagine getting up and working out the day after Thanksgiving.
0: Holy yes, sir! Waking up at five a.m. after Thanksgiving. That Thanksgiving Thanksgiving and Halloween. Those. Hey, man, I'm gonna be there on. Thanksgiving morning and the day after Thanksgiving morning and the day before Thanksgiving, you all better be there. If you're in the Roseville area, come by Fitness MD, get in a fantastic workout. Thank you all so much. They don't get a free sponsorship. They got to pay for that. Yep. Yep. You're right. You're right. My bad. (laughs) (laughs) My bad. (laughs) All right. Thank you all so much for listening. We hope you have a fantastic week and a fantastic Thanksgiving. And we will see you uh, again on episode 27.
1: Thanks, guys.